forest that swallowed the small community. In essence, the town had turned itself into a little Salem, Massachusetts, and they did it without burning anyone at the stake. At least, to my knowledge, that is. Enough about the town, though. Let me introduce you to myself. My name is Bay Winchester, and I'm a witch. After what I just told you, I would wager you think I'm a witch to fit in with the town's rebranding. The truth is, though, I really am a witch. My whole family is full of them. We're not dark witches with warts on our noses and conical hats on our heads who ride around on brooms. We're also not good witches who dress in some satin concoction that's akin to Pepto-Bismol and bless people with sparkly wands either. No, we're the kind of witches who draw our power from the earth. We don't curse people, unless they really deserve it, and we don't bestow wishes like fairy godmothers. I guess it's fair to say that we're all earth witches. You have good ones, and you have bad ones. I'd been able to see ghosts for as long as I can remember, so it didn't seem odd to me. As a child, I would hold entire conversations with them out in the yard, never realizing I was the only one who could see them. It made me the weird kid in class. I was likened to the strange girl who sat in the back corner eating her hair, but at home, it was a coveted, quote, gift. Emily was equally transfixed as she regarded the scarecrow on the cross. She reached up and touched the Carhartt glove on its hand. I don't know why I did it. Even as I was doing it, my mind was telling me to walk away, but I ignored the warning in my brain and reached over to strip the glove off. I was expecting to find it stuffed with straw, like the other scarecrows. Instead, I saw a real human hand, stained with blood in its place. For a second, I thought the screaming I was hearing was coming from my own mind. I realized, though, that it was Emily, and she'd come to the same conclusion I had. This wasn't a fake scarecrow. It was a very real body were primarily couples. The conversation at the table was light, and most everybody was excited about the upcoming murder mystery. Everyone took their seats. I couldn't help but notice that Thistle had slid into the chair next to Marcus. His eyes had nearly popped out of his head when he saw her outfit. I didn't blame him. Twyla saw Marcus's gaze wander down to Thistle's cleavage, and she didn't look happy. I didn't know what she expected. Thistle had purposely brought out the big guns. Well, as big as she could muster, for a clear purpose, I argued. Hey, before is before. If you two are done verbally copulating, we have a dead man to investigate. Chief Terry interjected irritably. I glared in Chief Terry's direction. Oh, now you're on his side. I'm not on anyone's side, especially not his. Chief Terry. They're towing in an abandoned boat, I said dismissively. I'm just covering it for the paper. That's big news for Hemlock Cove, Marcus chuckled. Well, at least when we don't have a murderer running around. I laughed at Marcus's feeble joke, but suddenly I wasn't feeling as excited about the abandoned boat. A sudden wave of dread washed over me, but I shrugged it off. This was my job, after all, and just because a boat had been abandoned in the channel, that didn't mean that dead bodies would follow. I hoped. It took me about five minutes to get to the docks when I turned the corner that led to the lake access. So, are you going to rehab? I asked, trying to stifle the mad desire to laugh. You're not funny, Clove muttered. She smiled at Landon, though, as he handed her a cup of freshly brewed coffee. I don't think having parties like this at your age is a very good reflection on us, Marnie said, appearing in the door behind Clove. We didn't have a party, Thistle argued. We had pizza and chocolate martinis. And what age? We're in our twenties. We're not dead. Clove whimpered. I wasn't trying to be funny.
You think your dad is planning your death? That's so... I don't think he's planning my death, Thistle sighed. I just think he's up to something. And I think Brian is involved, I added. What about Trevor? Clove's lower lip started to quiver. I have no idea where Trevor fits into this, I said. I actually can't think of a rational way for him to fit into this. But you think Brian is up to something? Clove seemed a little less.